Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. And this first segment of the next hour is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. He can find you the cheapest rate out there for auto, life, home, or renters is because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. Again, that is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. All right. Before we move on from Kansas City Chargers, the like the point you made, Hard, that was a good point. But the also the elephant in the room, and I'm gonna say this right now. Like I said, he's the best quarterback in the game right now. He is what he is. He's second Mr. State Farm. He's owner of the Kansas City Royals. He's got a bunch of water burgers in Kansas City. But the bottom line is Patrick Mahomes has cost them the last two games along with their defense. If that is Jameis Winston, if that is Cam Newton, if that basically is uh, Dak Prescott, if that is um, uh, Kirk Cousins, they are killed with the last two decisions Patrick Mahomes have made in the fourth quarter in the last two games. He is t- that in first of all, the, the pick, like I said, their defense and that side of the ball, they're not good enough and they're not a far ahead enough of anybody in the NFL anymore from a scheme standpoint to overcome a no look pass again that the receiver wasn't prepared for it. That was an interception. And he has thrown up two horrific passes in the fourth quarter in the last two weeks that he gets a pass for. Not on this show, and I love Patrick. I'm not a Chiefs hater or whatever. I'm just calling you. I'm just saying it like it is because a lot of people are shocked by this. I'm not. The league will catch up with you. They will find out this is what we do, and they will build every draft. It might take some years, but when back to Clark's question, if you want to know what's going on in the AFC West, that's what's going on. The division's faster, and the bottom line is none of those teams, probably for the exceptions of the Denver Broncos, but I'll tell you right now, I don't think that, but speaking of the Raiders on the Raiders' behalf and the Chargers' behalf, they are not scared of the Chiefs anymore. It isn't that. Yeah, the way I yeah. but I, and you're right, and you're I, right. Yeah, but let's give a little bit of criticism, Harge, to Patrick Mahomes because he gets a lot of flowers, but those are two awful decisions that he knows he's got to do better. He's got to do better than that, and his defense is not good enough to overcome. Like you heard in the ticker, and Casey Robb just messaged me, they signed Josh Gordon. And before I could even reply to to Casey Robb, say, uh, does he play defense? Does he play run right. defense? Right. What, what difference, what does that make? And is he going to limit the turnovers? That's the deal what's going on in Arrowhead. It's lingering from last February. Everybody thought it was just the offensive lineman. No, man. The blueprint was out. Not everybody can play him like that. The swag is a little bit gone. 
It's a little bit. They're good. Well, team. that's the other part of it too that yeah. you were talking about. The swag is a little bit different. The defensive leaders aren't being there. You heard Tyron Matthews. He's not happy right now with the way that they're performing. He, he when his first game back, he got two interceptions, but they couldn't capitalize on some of the things that are happening in the NFL and any league that you're playing in. Your job is to block the defensive end and to get to the quarterback. And right now. They are finding ways to get to the quarterback. Pat Mahomes is having to roll out a lot. He's not being able to stand in that pocket and just throw the ball like he was at one point. And they're not stopping anybody on the defensive end of the ball. So your assessment of what you're seeing on them is spot on. But I think that a lot of that can be fixed. But I think a lot of it came from the fact that they were living high on the hog and they they weren't taking their stuff taking their stuff seriously to the point now of where it's like, okay, now we really up against it because Spagnola over there is still trying to do what he can do, but he can't stop them. Yeah. They're not stopping anybody. No. And I mean, they, 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 the effort was there defensively against the run yesterday was their best game there, but it only lasted three quarters. They resulted back that last drive. They were running and running and pick up first downs. But at the end of the day, I'm going to give you this stat, you know, we're in the era of the next gen stats. Well, let Cavalier on you one. Last year, a nice fun fact, too. Patrick Mahomes had 17 INT passes that he potentially could have thrown that were dropped. Dropped interceptions last year. Sometimes things come out where they don't even out every keep going when you're living on by the sword and you're living on by the edge. Like I said, I look at it now that Patrick has to make that 50-yard sideways throw going to the other side of his body for them to get a W. Early on, I think they get it right. Hope this is not a serious lingering situation with Andy Reid's health because that'll be something that they'll have to overcome, right. you know? Be like, no, man, let, let me hand me. Let that brother take them headsets for a while, see what he got. Even want a job, <laughs> let, let Andy be out a couple weeks, bless his heart or something. Let's see what Behenemy can do. Told y'all, but I was killed in August. What does he mean? Kansas City said, no way. A lot of that, not just Casey Rob. And, when them, and what's the date today? September... 26. 26. Take a gander at them West standings, okay? And like you notice, I've only named two teams that I can vouch for that ain't scared of them. I'm not even putting them in there because they lost like eight straight, ten straight games to Kansas City, so they haven't proven nothing yet. But that black hole, Derek Carr, and Hibbert, the golden child, the golden locks boy, they said, yeah, it's airhead. We smell the barbecue. We don't give a damn. And we're gonna play <laughs> and we're gonna play it like we playing on Madden. We're gonna go for the fourth now. We're gonna go for a fourth and four. You know? And Patrick no. over there, Patrick over there basically, you know, uh complaining and chewing and bitching out the whole lot. Like, block, man, you've gotten a pass discount, double check. Number two, you have lost. I'm not gonna put it all on them. I'm telling you, man, Kirk Cousins, Dak. Anybody gets killed for two weeks. Monday night against Baltimore, horrible decision. Yesterday with the game on the line, horrible, just lofted up there. Go. Those things are starting to even out, man. Starting to even out. You know, that's just the thing. That's, that's all I got to say about okay. that. Still okay. the, still the Western it. champs, still the two time defending AFC champs, but don't come at me crazy. Like, what are you doing? They ain't going to win the division. What are you doing? They're going to do. Stop it, man. Do this stuff with bread and meat. Brand Do this meat. what? Do it for bread and meat, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> What's up, Jodis? Just looking at things, guys. The Chiefs have now lost the last two to the Chargers in Arrowhead, and they barely—they almost got swept last year, uh, if not for an overtime win by the Chiefs over the Chargers, twenty-three twenty. Get up, Craig. Get up. 
That's, <laughs> that, that's why I was like, come on, get up. They 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 are punch drunk right now. They they got a lot of time to figure out. But I'm just telling you, man, I seen it happen to the St. Louis Great Show on Turf. And this three and this three amigos ain't Kurt Warner and Marshall Fault and Tory Holt and Bruce. I'm sorry, they're not. Well, okay. If Hilaire can't hold on to the ball, they're gonna need to find some other option too, because this is becoming one of the things that has uh, been holding this team back for a while is the fumbles and the turnovers to your point with Patrick Mahomeboy. And I didn't realize that next gen stat. Thank yeah, you, brother. Yeah. 17. Um, yeah, been. 17 drop interceptions last year. That's a lot, you know, but that they've been good lot. enough. They've been good enough to overcome and he's still good. They still won the favorites. They'll be there as long as they don't get no injuries. Heck of the injuries. I don't understand the Josh Gordon signing, but okay. I mean, I guess so. I mean, I don't know if they haven't got any injuries at the wide receiver position, but you know, it is what it does. And you can see it's a different ease and unrest in Arrowhead, too, man. I know that stadium, man. I've, I've been paying attention to that team for a long, long time. And that it's a hard place to win. That's a huge win for the Golden Boy. And when it, I don't like the yeah. way they manage it down. The, 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 the coach was like, hey, okay, I mean, that's fine. You know, but at the end of the day, Patrick needs to be better, man. Patrick Mahomes, no one's talking about it because it's just, hey, that's Patrick. But those two games have been awful decisions at the end. 736 <laughs> Let's go to Mike. Mike, you on the sports grind here on Ticket 760. What's up, Mike? Uh, yeah, man. I want to make two two comments about the action I seen yesterday. Um, first of all, you, know, you guys said everything just about, about the Rams. But can you imagine how good the Rams' offense would be right now if they had that running back that got hurt during the uh, offseason? Forgot what his name is. Just said they they really don't have that much of a running game. If you throw that, if you if they if they had him right now, the Rams would be um they would be one of the greatest t- uh, team on turf like the Rams from St. Louis when they had Marshall Falk and them. But uh, like I said, they still got a good squad. Now I, I wanted to ask you what you think about this. I know you guys haven't covered this situation yet. Uh, I watched a little bit of the action with Ben Roethlisberger, but I was paying attention to to the other game on. But uh. Now, a lot of people are saying today, I don't know if you watched it, but they saying that Ben, ben Roethlisberger looks like he might be run out of gas, that uh, that he doesn't want to get hit, um, and uh, that they have no running game. And I'd like to see what you have to say about uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers situation with Ben Roethlisberger. All right, Mike. Well, yeah, you just recited my takes for the last two months on this show. Yeah, Ben is holding that team back offensively-wise. He's holding them back. They, they got no juice on offense. A lot of it has to do with the offensive line. But if you got an offensive line like that, you're going to need a quarterback that's younger, that a different offensive design that can still threat. Ben, this is the Eli situation all over again. Tomlin, I don't believe, really wanted to come back. He looks older. The offensive line is not as where it needs to be to have a Ben, a quarterback at his age, trying to play. But Pittsburgh, uh, yeah, that's a huge win. I want to give more credit, Harge, though, to Cincinnati, the Bengals, uh, because you know yeah, they've they taken, showed up. Yeah, yeah, they've taken some on the show from me. Uh, but I think that's a huge win. You know, I had them pick finish last in that division. I still stand by what I just said in here Friday about them. About I think they need to address the offensive line with Burrow. But Jamar Chase, props to him. Because the brother comes out with some whack excuses about, oh, the football is different college. They need to get going. And then he has the drops in preseason. First four games through three games, I think, his start, all touchdown. Touchdown every week. And that looks like yeah. a problem that everybody in the AFC North is going to have to deal with for, the, like, the next 10 years, dealing with him and yeah. Joe Burrow. Give them- and then talking about Big Ben, talking about Big Ben and his situation, I agree with everything. But you got to remember this. Pouncey retired, and they got rid of Charlie Villanueva. Good assessment. That was – those are – 
two of the best offensive linemen in the game and losing Charlie on that backside really is something that he cannot have. He can't overcome that because he doesn't have the comfortability on that side. Michael uh, Pouncey on the line, being able to call out everything and looking at the defense is another, another set of eyes that Ben probably couldn't see. And he was probably leaning on them a lot for some of that. And Steeler fan, diehard Steeler fans know their offensive line has been on the decline every other year since Mike Munchak left out of the, off the sideline. One of the best, him and Bill Callahan are two of the best offensive line coaches in, uh, in the national football league, you know, and that they started to climb. I just, the question is, is Ben going to basically finish the season, man? I knew that going before it don't look good. And he said, well, everything hurts. Well, man, everything It's like hurts. a hot potato. Every time he got that ball, he getting it out of his hand. Chucking and ducking, to, man. He, exactly. Chucking and ducking, man. Chucking and ducking. Yeah. Yeah. So when we get back, we got some other NFL games through the Cleveland D line. They heard me. And I'm telling you, Nagy is on the clock, man. We should have a ticker coming through sometime in the next two weeks, three weeks on Fox. With the, he gonna be the first. He gonna be the next one. I like. Come on, man. This is horrible how he's handling this decision. Seven three six nine seven six. You listen to the Sports Crime Broadcast to give the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here with the Rounders Car Club Studios, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. All right, today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. All right, let's see here. All right, so um, real quick, in the last segment show, we got a, a new sponsor client on board. Mike needs to announce here coming down the last segment. We'll get to that. Um, definitely want to get to this Dallas game to look at to see what cards looking at the keys. Before we do that, let me. Uh, there's going Facebook Live. There's some things I see here I want to respond to. Um, Frank Valdez, he's saying, and I guess this is a response to me about Patrick Mahomes versus anybody else. He says because he's got a ring, unlike Cousins or Dak. I, I I disagree. That's too vague, Frank. And let me tell you why. Because Aaron Rodgers has a ring. Um, he's one in four in NFC championship games, and he's made some decisions in those NFC championship games, just like last year that didn't run it in, didn't do that. He got criticized for it. Okay. Now granted, that's the NFC championship game. We're talking week two and week three. The reason why it's not because he just has a ring is because he, there's so much equity from a media standpoint, from fans, his peers that's built up in Patrick Mahomes. So those things, unless you're looking for it, those things are going to go unnoticed from the media. That's the because re- he's got so much equity. Like, I, I told you that Friday with that line. I said, dude, th- does Kansas, there's a reason why they're 1-12 in, in the last in September and covering against ATS against the spread. You know why? Because the people out in the desert, they inflate their lines because of the myth of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and that three-headed monster. There's no way they should have been a seven-point, even at home against the Chargers, going into that. That, but that's right. how that's how the machine goes when it gets going. But I'm just telling you, they're still a good team. Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league. There's just a cycle to this, man. The NFL goes like this. Like there's coordinators that's making seven figure money to figure out what offenses are doing what the hardest stop. Not only that, they they get off to it. That's a challenge to them, the defensive minded people. That's all I'm saying with that. So, yeah, I've been trying to, you know. As I told you before, and y'all will get to know my son as we go through this, because he's he's 
pretty good with the picks and everything uh-huh. as well, which is kind of crazy, which mm. drives me nuts because I'm okay. like, man, I got to stop talking to you. Bro. Exactly. But, but um, one of the things that I always try to express to him is taking care of the football. That Treat that as your prized possession, and no one can take that away from you. And the, the carelessness, and I'm, I'm one of those guys that I see Patrick Mahomes and some of the things that he does. I think when you are blessed with a golden arm, mm-hmm. sometimes you take chances that most people don't. Like Aaron Rodgers does it. You see some of those passes that he made yesterday, just a little bit over the head of the safety, just a little bit of the edge on the outside where you're like, how did he throw that ball in there? Why did he throw it? Because he felt like he could get the ball in there. I think that is what Patrick Mahomes is starting to do a little bit more of, and he's starting to pay for it. The no-look pass, that's a new player on his team. He didn't know to expect that. That's a different player. You know what I'm saying? He's not doing it to to Tyreek Hill. He's not doing it to Pringle or or Markel uh, Hartman. Yeah, there's a big difference in who you're throwing that ball. I, to. I, I totally agree, and I and I got enough respect and enough credibility for me. In my opinion, Andy Reid, if he has to, he'll rein it in. If Andy oh, has to sure. go to Patrick, like I said, I give Patrick one. He he's probably got to go in these, in these next two or three game stretches. I don't know who they got, but he's got to go with a goose egg in the INT department. Because if he throws another one that costs them a game in the second half, I don't care. It don't have to be for the second half. Andy Reid. You know, regardless if, if he's in good health and everything, still around it, he will go ahead and ring it in. I got enough credit because Andy's seen it all too. He's been around the Donovan yep. Nabs. He's been around a, Andy will ring it in if he has to. 736-9760. Moving on. Like I said, Cleveland. Um, real quick before we get to the Dallas game, Cleveland's defensive line heard me Friday. I said, hey, these guys have been underachieving. This D-line or whatever, they they got themselves off the hook. I granted they played Chicago. Nagy had a horrible game plan. For uh, you know, Justin Fields. We've been saying on this show how bad Chicago's offensive line is. I told you last year I felt that that Trubisky got a lot of raw deal because no one talked about how bad Chicago's offensive line been. Nagy is time is up, man. I don't think he should probably finish the season. Um, you know, as the coach, it's just he's not the right guy. I think him or that GM in regards to the situation that Justin fills in. And another side note with this, you know, me, I'm putting me out there too because I ranted and raved about this quarterback class, rightfully so, okay? But if you look right now through week three, they're all these guys, they're one in five as starters, okay? And that one ring came from Mac Jones. They're one in five. Uh, I, I feel bad. I think Zach Wilson is the truth. I feel bad for him. I'm going to wait on him a little bit because he's hit a bad stretch. I mean, come on. He had to go from Bill Belichick to Vic Vangio. It wasn't t- It wasn't easy for him. And this goes back hard in regards to these owners, too, and these GMs. You draft these quarterbacks or whatever, but sometimes you got to make a decision. If we've been thirsty and hungry for a quarterback and we haven't had somebody in there since, let's say, Joe Namath, this, this organization, do we go and hire a defensive mind coach with taking a quarterback number two overall? Do we do? Is that smart? I don't know. And I like their coach. But I'm just saying you can see that's a rookie offensive coordinator and that's a rookie head coach that's trying to come up with game plans for Zach Wilson and he's out there getting killed. And his confidence could be just soothing out of his body as we speak. No, I agree with you. You cannot you cannot hire 
a defensive minded coach with an off with your first pick being a quarterback because their job is to try to not put them in situations to hurt them. Most of the time they're looking at their defense on how they're trying to stop him. So there's no way possible that a defensive minded head coach can go and get a first year offensive coordinator. You need a guy like when McVay at first, I believe it was McVay when he first got hired, he went and got Wade Phillips because he needed Wade Phillips mind to be able. So I can go and, mess with this offense i needed somebody that was a former head coach and a defensive coordinator those are the type of decisions that need to be made so for i like Salah too i like him as a head coach i like what he did well to get the job but his first job should have been to go get like a norv turner or someone like Good that point. to put some training wheels on this offense because just like when troy aikman was the quarterback in his first year, just like when Peyton Manning was the quarterback his first year. Zach Wilson is taking lumps, and the fact that you can look and see what happened to Sam Darnold when he left to where he is with Joe Brady and got Matt Rule, a defensive-minded head coach, who got Joe Brady over there to make sure that things are moving in the right direction, you can see the defensive – I mean, you can see the adjustments in the way that they're playing right now. Good take. I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm not giving up on Zach yet. I mean, but I'm just telling you from a guy, I was the one, but at the end of the day, what it does show you, we can talk about so much of the Saturdays melting over to the Sundays, but the reality of it is this ain't college, and it's hard to play that position, and it's a hard transition. Trevor Lawrence – start seeing tre- ghosts, tre- bro. Yeah. You start seeing ghosts. Trevor Lawrence had thrown more interceptions in the last three weeks than he had through his middle school career, his high school, and at Clemson combined. He don't know what to do out there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but I'm but it's the growing pains, man. They will find you, man. That's just the way it is. Now, when we get back, I got, I'm got. i telling you right now, this, this line tonight is fishy as hell. Dallas, I, I'm telling you this right now. Like, I would proceed with caution if I'm Dallas fan. Like, I need that to have the game. Dallas is getting, first of all, this line opened up at three. It's coming to three and a half. After beating the Chargers in SoFi, and considering where we think Philly, and this is at home, and I think they're retiring Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy tonight, I think, this line should be in a primetime game, the hardest game to do to win in the NFL is a division on the road primetime game. Dallas, this should be a four and a half spread tonight. This smells fishy. You know, be careful. But when we get back, I want to get Harge's thoughts, man, on what keys tonight, what it's going to take to go one and zero in the division. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcast, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words are key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. You can go and try out. They've got their ready-made uh, pre-alcoholic drinks already in, at any local liquor store. You can go pick those up. They offer different varieties of flavors, or you can just add your favorite alcohol to your own drink with Zing Zang. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports crew. Um, all right, hard. So tonight, man, um, so it's staying corrected. It's not really Jimmy's um, ring of art tonight, but they are getting their Hall of Fame rings, and Troy will be there, Michael Urban will be there, so it'll be some electricity. But what's the keys? What are you looking at for tonight? Because Philly – 
they're off to a little bit better. They're showing a little bit better product than even what I thought that they were going to show. So what is tonight? Because in the group text the other day, you kind of Friday we left here, you had text uh, Jonas just like, hey, man, I'm kind of worried, concerned. Jonas like, what? Yeah. It's just Philly. But I was like, hey, man, it's a division game. Well, right, it's a division game, game, and you know how much they hate each other. This is one of those things that you you put records out of the way and you just go out there and play. They don't like each other. They never liked each other, and it's something that's going to have to be played out. So two of the things that I'm looking at is it, it goes for both sides of the ball. The Philly defense is one of the best defense in the league right now against mm. their sixth overall. They're okay. sixth overall on nice defense. Fun. Okay, that's interesting. They're they're first in passing. They only give up 176 yards passing. Wow. And then they but they are terrible on the ground. So they give up 120 yards on the ground per game. So the balance is going to be on both sides. How do you run and how do you stop the run? For the Cowboys, they are sixth. They are sixth in uh defense against the run. Pretty but impressive. Philly Philly dr- runs 162 yards per game. So that's another big number that's out there that is going to have to play one way or another. This is going to be another game where Micah Parsons is going to have to show up and put pressure on Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts provides another level that the Cowboys aren't used to seeing. This is a quarterback that likes to run the ball. Right. So he'll get out in the open field, just like last year when the Cowboys played him. Jalen Hurts did him up pretty nice when he was on the move and making the game a pressure game. So does Dak go out there and try to throw for those big numbers? We've talked about how it is. If Dak's got to throw the ball 45 to 50 times, it's not a good look for the Cowboys. It's not one of those situations where the Cowboys are like, oh, yeah, let's throw the ball, throw the ball. They have to go out there and establish the run. I don't care if it's Pollard. I don't care if it's Zeke. They have to put ball control on this game. And you talked about that number and how it's kind of tricky, three and a half points. You sit there and you look at it and you're like, okay, they just played and beat the Chargers, who is one of the best teams in the league from the eye test. They go out there and play well. And you sit there and you look and you say, okay, how can they move the ball against this Philly team? You forgot about Darius Slay Jr. out there in the secondary. He's tough. And then you look at Jalen Rager. They got Devontae Smith. And they got Jalen Hurts, and they still have Zach Ertz, regardless of if he wants coming, to be or not. Yeah, I think yeah. he's back tonight. I think he, this is like his first, only second game back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's And look point. at how many players are out on Dallas, too. I mean, Bradley and I's COVID. You still got Cal, uh, uh, Torrance Armstrong out. So you still got players. Watkins is out for the Cowboys up front. Cowboys are missing quite a few pieces that they were expecting to have big things from. So, yeah, that number is scary. And that's why I told you guys on Friday, I was like, this game kind of scares me. This Cowboy game scares Hmm. me tonight. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, Cowboys got some guys out, guys trying to bribe, uh, you know, (laughs) drug testers. And they're like, come on, man, what you mom want? I know what you need a crock pot. (laughs) Just go and throw that away. I know they got guys trying to bribe people and they got some injuries, but hey, <laughs> there's a lot of injuries going around. So I ain't going to get that excuse this year, especially from the news I got this morning. Like, stop yeah. it, man. You know, oh, like, yeah. hey, you know, 
Like, Jonas going to text in the news about KJ. I'm like, no, I didn't know that, Jonas. Thanks. Like, yeah, that was not one of those, like, let me just see if Calvin missed. That was like, quick. oh, man, down the line, KJ Hamlin's out for the year. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Calvin. Yeah. Here you go. That's a tough one. Hey, but that's all right. Hey, Cleveland, step up. Tim Patrick going to eat. Like I said, going into this Baltimore game, because everybody telling me, oh, Denver season starts now. Now it starts this weekend. I get it. Baltimore coming through there. Five out of seven. Going to be missing five starters that weekend. Okay? But let's, I, I preach depth for a reason, though. Because we're about to see how much depth they got. Five stars. That's their number one and number two wide receivers gone right now. And in, in, in Judy and K.J. Hamler. Okay? Chubb. Five stars going to be missing. And offensive line. So, yeah, I'm not trying to hear any injuries. But anyway. Oh, yeah. I, hear, but, but, I hear you. But, I hear, but, but your team ain't playing of, tonight. My that, team's playing true. tonight. I know. We're dealing with them. There. We're missing. What you got? <laughs> so, what just you? a quick question for anybody out there. Uh, th- uh, three and a half. Are you guys touching it at all? Uh, you know, this is the same line. Like I'm a lines guy, man. I play lines, don't play games. And I do look at trends and I kind of try to, you got to factor everything in when you really, if you're really trying to do this in regards to making money at sports betting or handicap, whatever, I will tell you that this is the same line that creeped up with the Raiders in Miami yesterday, which I thought was kind of weird as well too, even though I said, you know, at home now, granted, if the Raiders can get a stop, that game's not supposed to overtime tonight. One thing hard that makes me pause, though, is hard just brought up that I didn't even know. I didn't know Philly was this good against the pass. And they're running because I'm looking. I have my, you know, prejudged notion about Philly rebuild. This is this. I know they got Smith, but this is still there. But that does make some concern. But I think hard back to the game. And I don't know if I would probably touch that tonight, Jones. I'll try to let you know if there's a lean either way. But I will tell you hard back to the game tonight. I'm also looking to see is this really, are we going to stick? Are we going to prove Calvin wrong? Is Kellen Moore going to prove Calvin wrong about this whole, you know, this goes by Dak thing? And is this going to be a starter trend where we see that 15 and 15 split, that 17 to 14 split between Pollard and basically Zeke? Because I got an Ari with the barbershop this week, and I went in there and I said, hey, man, I tell you, oh, he's still a starter. Zeke's still a starter. What you talking about, Calvin? It's still a start. I'm like, hey, I understand. I just told you that you got two number one. So that's going to be interesting tonight because I think you've got to kind of carry on with that since you had success with that on the road. So I do think going forward, I will be surprised going forward if there is more than a four to five. I would say five. The magic number is five to me. If there's more than a five carry disparity between Pollard and Zeke any week going forward from here, I'd be pretty much surprised. I think it's going to be a balance when Zeke might get that game where he's got four to five more touches than Pollard does. But what Pollard has showed us, and he's earned it, that burst, there's something different. I think you got to get his hands on the ball a lot too tonight, though. But this is the biggest one. They say the hardest games to win in football are on the road division primetime games. Those right. are tough because normally you're the only one on the only one on stage that night. The crowd, the leather, this is a tough game for Philly. But, oh, if Philly goes in and sneaks this one, then we got to put a pause and we got to think about this NFC East again. But I still stick with Dallas. I think they're the cream of the crop in the NFC East. And but don't we'll forget see. this either. This is the first game since Dak broke his leg that he Good was point. he's going to be back in Dallas. Good so point. how amped up is Dak True. going to be? Is he going to have that extra gear where he's throwing the ball 100 miles an hour and trying to – Put it all behind him to that point. Is he going to walk out to the spot before the game? We're going to catch him on the TV where he walks over to that spot just to christen it. Yeah, hoping he can catch his emotions, man, because Philly be trying to come in and get that dub. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back.
lips. I gave it all I could give. I made it hot at the crib. I kept it fire at the crib. Where you gonna go when you do? I'ma know for real. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show was presented by Hazel Scott Smoke Shop. We've been broadcasting here from Rounders. Um, all right, before we get out of here, speaking of uh, sponsors, and last segment, Hard, you've got a we've got a new client on board that you want to go ahead and announce to the uh, Sports Grind Nation that'll be riding with us from here on out. Who you got here, man? Yeah, so everybody that knows me knows where I like to hang out, whether I'm in Austin or San Antonio. And Cover 3, fine dining. Cover 3 is one of the best places to watch the games, whether you're just going to hang out. And it's a perfect place for you to take your woman that may not be involved with sports or your man mm. that may not like sports. If you want to go in there and have a great meal, but also peep up at them TVs so you can watch your game where you're pretending like you're paying attention, make sure you <laughs> stop in stop in at uh, Cover 3. There's four Austin area locations and one in San Antonio right there mm. off of six, North Loop 1604 in Hebner. And then obviously the four that are in Austin, Texas are North Austin, Round Rock, Central Austin, 183, and then, of course, the one downtown. So thank nice. you and welcome to Cover 3. Nice, nice. Glad to have them on board for sure. Um, all right, so a couple of things before we get out of here. Uh, games we didn't get to. The Colts, yeah, you know, uh, Tennessee, Harge called it. I mean, they were able to get that game. And, look, I mean, the, the finger's going to get pointed at Carson Wentz and, you know, all that. And I don't think because I'm watching these Colts games, and the truth of it is there's something wrong because there's too much – Talent to be 0-3. I know they had a brutal schedule. Number one, I'll tell you this right now, Zach. They're not getting the tight end position involved enough in Jack Doyle. They've got the worst red zone offense right now, one of them. Okay, and that's the reason why. The Colts of the last three or four years, Jack Doyle was there when they had, uh, you know, my man that's in uh, Pittsburgh now. They used to have him over there. What's with Ibram? Okay, yeah. that they've been a tight end. They're not getting Jack Doyle. The red zone, that's on Frank. Okay. They're 0-3. They got Miami coming off a loss with Jacoby Brissett. Good luck. Must win. That's a tough hole to climb out of. Definitely too much talent to be 0-3 even with the schedule. And um, you would think that Frank Reich would know that because yes. he used Zach Ertz Bingo. so much. Exactly. Yep. I don't I don't really get it. I don't understand that. Um, what's the other one that uh, kind of stood out to me yesterday that we didn't really get too much talk? Well, Arizona looked like Jack's. Jacksonville was going to, we saw history in that. <clears throat> I'm like, you know what? Cliff Kingsbury got bailed out. Cause I, I thought that decision to try that field goal, <clears throat> excuse me, in a game that you were up and to give a hundred yard kickoff return back. I thought that momentum was going to get Jacksonville to hang on, but you know what? Colin Murray, the Cardinals, they got it in gear, came up pulling away out of the, you know, in the second half on that game. So they're one of those that keep on trucking. Um, but no, it's it's hard. You Patriots. This is now. Yesterday, I didn't get to them, and we'll get more than that. But yesterday's game hard showed me really because everybody knows I've been kind of like Team Belichick and everything. But yesterday's yep. game showed me with the difference of a Tom Brady missing, and the, what I mean by that is because I believe that team played and they coaching. This is crazy to think like this under Bill Belichick. They were peaking. They were peaking to this week. I believe yep. the team. I mean, the one of the things that's disappointing to me because that's one that's my AFC Super Bowl pick. The only thing I can lay on my hat on now, the teams get better under Bill Belichick. But let me <laughs> tell you something. New England, the problem is what I there's two things. I thought the defense would be playing better, but where New England's hurting right now, 
their offensive line is getting mishandled. And Mac Jones can't sit there and do Mac Jones. Bill has to figure out the offensive line. The Saints went in there manhandling props to the Saints. They finally get to go back to New Orleans. They've been away for over a month. They got to fly back after that game back to the 504. But New England's got to fix offensive line problems. But I think they were peaking a little bit ahead. Even though Bill says, we're getting prepared for this week. Well, they look like they were peaking ahead. And we don't have time, but if tomorrow Bill says, I wanted Tom to stay. You know, this is the week Tom comes back. And I'm like, Bill, yeah, you're a lie, man. Don't piss right. on me and tell me it's raining, man. That's a lie. You had every chance one to keep him if you wanted to, you know? One of the things that I paid attention to yesterday, and we'll get into this a little bit more tomorrow, is the Buffalo Bills are, are, are yes. turned it around. But Washington football team oh. is not who we thought they were. Yeah, they especially are not. on that defense. Ron Rivera's team and that defense is not there. Mm. And I understand they're dealing with Taylor Heineke. But the way that that defense is being moved around right now, and they got exposed yesterday, yeah, we got that was something that I was talking about. We definitely got to get in that tomorrow. Special thanks to producers of the show: Jonas Clark, Mike Hart, Sam Spinner, one and two, San Antonio Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up at Tyler, people of the Shot City, people down the whole three hundred five South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for you the snooze button, for you out the rack, just ask yourself: You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. 